A tissue is a group of cells having a common origin and usually performing a common function. A plant is made up of different kinds of tissues. Tissues are classified into two main groups namely meristematic and permanent tissues based on whether the cells being formed are capable of dividing or not. Meristematic tissues Growth in plant is largely restricted to specialized regions of active cell division called meristems derived from Greek word meristos which means divided. Plants have different kinds of meristems. The meristems which occur at the tip of the roots and shoots and produce primary tissues are called apical meristems. Root apical meristem occupies the tip of the root while the shoot apical meristem occupies the distantmost region of the stem axis. During the formation of the leaves and elongation of the stem, some cells left behind from the shoot apical meristem constitute the axillary bud. Such buds are present in the axil of the leaves and are capable of forming a branch or a flower. The meristem which occur between the mature tissues is known as intercalary meristem. They occur in grasses and regenerate part removed by the grazing herbivores. Both apical meristem and intercalary meristem are primarily are primary meristem because they appear early in the life of plant and contribute to the formation of the primary plant body. The meristem that occurs in the mature regions of roots and shoots of many plants, particularly those that produce woody axis and appear later than primary meristem, is called the secondary or lateral meristem. They are cylindrical meristems. Fascicular vascular cambium, interfascicular cambium, and core cambium are examples of lateral meristems. These are responsible for producing the secondary tissues. Following divisions of cells in both primary and as well as secondary meristems, the newly formed cells become structurally and functionally specialized and lose the ability to divide. Such cells are termed as permanent or mature cells and constitute the permanent tissues. During the formation of the primary plant body, specific regions of the apical meristem produce dermal tissues, crown tissues, and vascular tissues. Permanent tissues The cells of the permanent tissues do not generally divide further. Permanent tissues having all cells similar in structure and functions are called simple tissues, whereas permanent tissues having many different types of cells are called as complex tissues. Simple tissues a simple tissue is made up of only one type of cell. The various simple tissues in plants are parenchyma, colenchyma, and sclerenchyma. Parenchyma forms the major components within the organs. The cells of the parenchyma are generally isodiametric. They may be spherical, oval, round, polygonal, or elongated in shape. Their walls are thin and made up of cellulose. They may either be closely packed or have small intercellular spaces. The parenchyma performs various functions like photosynthesis, storage, and secretion. Colenchyma Colenchyma occurs in the layer below the epidermis in most of the dicotyledonous plant. It is found either as a homogeneous layer or in patches. It consists of cells which are much thickened at the corners due to the deposition of cellulose, hemicellulose and pectin. Colenchymatous cells may be oval, spherical, polygonal and often contain chloroplast. These cells assimilate food when they contain chloroplast. Intercellular spaces are absent. They provide mechanical support to the growing parts of the plant such as young stem and petiole of the leaf. Sclerenchyma Sclerenchyma consists of long narrow cells with thick and lignified cell walls having a few or numerous spits. They are usually dead and without protoplast. On the basis of variation in form of structure, origin and development, sclerenchyma may be either fibers or sclerites. 
The fibers are thick walled elongated and pointed cells generally occurring in a group in various parts of the plant. The scleroids are spherical oval or cylindrical highly thickened dead cells with very narrow cavities. These are commonly found in the fruit walls of nuts, pulp of fruit like guava, pear and sapota, seed coats of legumes and leaves of tea. Sclerenchyma provides mechanical support to the organs. Complex tissues. The complex tissues are made up of more than one type of cell and these work together as a unit. Xylem and phloem constitute the complex tissue in plants. Xylem functions as a conducting tissue for water and minerals from root to the stem and leaves. It also provides mechanical strength to the plant parts. It is composed of four different kind of elements namely tracheids, vessels, xylem fibers and xylem parenchyma. Gymnosperms lack vessels in the xylem. Tracheids are elongated or tube-like cells with thick and lignified walls and tapering ends. These are dead and are without protoplasm. Inner layer of the cell walls have thickening which vary in form. In flowering plants, tracheids and vessels are the main water transporting elements. Vessel is a long cylindrical tube-like structure made up of many cells called vessel members, each with lignified walls and a large central cavity. The vessel cells are also devoid of protoplasm. Vessel members are interconnected through perforations in the common wall. The presence of vessel is a characteristic feature of angiosperm. Xylem fibers. Xylem fibers have highly thickened walls and obliterated central lumens. These may either be septate or aseptate. Xylem parenchyma cells are living and thin walled and their cell walls are made up of cellulose. They store food material in the form of starch or fat and other substances like tannins. Radial conduction of water takes place by the ray parenchymatous cells. Primary xylem is of two types, protoxylem and metaxylem. The first form primary xylem elements are called the protoxylem and the later form primary xylem is called the metaxylem. In stems, the protoxylem lies towards the center and the metaxylem lies towards the periphery of the organ. This type of primary xylem is called endarch. In roots, the protoxylem lies towards the periphery and the metaxylem lies towards the center. Such arrangements of primary xylem is called exarch. Phloem transports food material usually from leaves to other parts of the plant. Phloem in angiosperm is composed of seed tube elements, companion cell, phloem parenchyma and Phloem fibers. Gymnosperm have aluminous cell and sieve cell. They lack sieve tubes and companion cell. Sieve tube elements are also long tube-like structures arranged longitudinally and are associated with the companion cells. Their end walls are perforated in a sieve-like manner to form the sieve plates. A mature sieve element possesses a peripheral cytoplasm and a large vacuole but lacks a nucleus. The function of seed tube are controlled by the nucleus of the companion cells. The companion cells are specialized parenchymatous cells which are closely associated with the seed tube elements. The seed tube elements and companion cells are connected by pit fields present between the common longitudinal wall. The companion cells help in maintaining the pressure gradient in the seed tubes. Phloem parenchyma is made up of 
elongated tapering cylindrical cells which have dense cytoplasm and nucleus the cell wall is composed of cellulose and has pits through which plasmodesmetal connection exists between the cells the foam parenchyma stores food material and other substances like resin latex and mucilage phloem parenchyma is absent in most of the monocotyledons phloem fibers or bast fibers are made up of sclerenchymatous cells these are generally absent in the primary phloem but are found in secondary phloem these are much elongated unbranched and have pointed needle like apices the cell walls of phloem fiber is quite thick at maturity these fibers lose their protoplasm and become dead phloem fibers of jute flax and hemp are of commercial importance and are used commercially the first form primary phloem consists of narrow sieve tubes and referred to as protofloem and the latter form phloem has bigger sieve tubes and is referred to as metafloem the tissue system on the basis of their structure and location there are three type of tissue system these are the epidermal tissue system the ground tissue system and the vascular or the conducting tissue system the ground tissue system is also known as the fundamental tissue system epidermal tissue system the epidermal tissue system forms the outermost covering of the whole plant body and comprises epidermal cells stomata and the epidermal appendages the trichomes and the hairs The epidermis is the outermost layer of the primary plant body. It is made up of elongated compactly arranged cells which form a continuous layer. Epidermis is usually single layered. Epidermal cells are parenchymatous with a small amount of cytoplasm lining the cell wall and a large vacuole. The outside of the epidermis is often covered with a waxy thick layer called the cuticle which prevents the loss of water. Cuticle is absent in roots. Stomata are structures present in the epidermis of the leaves stomata regulate the process of transpiration and gaseous exchange each stoma is composed of two bean shaped cells known as the guard cells which enclose stomatal pores in grasses the guard cells are dumbbell shaped the outer walls of the guard cell away from the stomatal pore are thin and the inner wall towards the stomatal pore are highly thickened the guard cell possesses chloroplast and regulate the opening and closing of the stomata sometimes a few epidermal cell in the vicinity of the guard cell become specialized in their shape and size and are known as subsidiary cells the stomatal aperture guard cell and the surrounding subsidiary cells are together called the stomatal apparatus the cells of the epidermis wear a number of hairs The root hairs are unicellular elongation of the epidermal cells and help absorb the water and mineral from the soil. On the stem the epidermal hairs are called trichomes. The trichomes in the shoot system are usually multicellular. They may be branched or unbranched and soft or stiff. They may even be secretory. The trichomes help in preventing water loss due to the transpiration. The ground tissue system All tissues except epidermis and vascular bundles constitute the ground tissue. It consists of simple tissues such as parenchyma, collenchyma and sclerenchyma. Parenchymatous cells are usually present in cortex, pericycle, pith and medullary rays in the primary stem and roots in leaves, 
the ground tissue system consists of thin walled chloroplast containing cells and is called mesophyll the vascular tissue system the vascular system consists of a complex tissues the phloem and the xylem the xylem and the phloem together constitute vascular bundles in dicotyledonous stems cambium is present between phloem and xylem such vascular bundle because of the presence of cambium possess the ability to form secondary xylem and phloem tissues and hence are called open vascular bundles in the monocotyledons the vascular bundle have no cambium present in them hence since they do not form secondary tissues they are referred to as closed when xylem and phloem within a vascular bundle are arranged in alternate manner along the different radii they the arrangement is called radial such as in roots in conjoint type of vascular bundle the xylem and phloem are jointly situated along the same radius of vascular bundles such vascular bundle are common in stems and leaves the conjoint vascular bundle usually have the phloem located only on the outer side of the xylem anatomy of the dicotyledonous and monocotyledonous plant dicot root the outermost layer is epiblema many of the cells of the epiblema protrude in the form of unicellular root hairs the cortex consists of several several, several layers of thin walled parenchymatous cell with intercellular spaces the innermost layer of the cortex is called endodermis it comprises of a single layer of barrel shaped cells without any intercellular spaces the tangential as well as the radial walls of the endodermal cells have deposition of water impermeable waxy material superin in the form of casparian strips next to endodermis lies a few layer of thick walled parenchymatous cell referred to as pericycle initiation of lateral roots and vascular cambium during the secondary growth takes place in these cells the pith is small or inconspicuous the parenchymatous cell which lie between the xylem and the phloem are called conjunctive tissues there are usually two to four xylem and phloem patches later a cambium ring develops between the xylem and the phloem all tissues on the inner side of the endodermis such as pericycle vascular bundles and pith constitute the steel monocotyledonous root The anatomy of the monocot root is similar to the dicot root in many respects. It has epidermis, cortex, endodermis, pericycle, vascular bundles and pith. As compared to the dicot root, which have fewer xylem bundles, there are usually more than 6 polyarch xylem bundles in a monocot root. Pith is large and well developed. Monocotyledonous root do not undergo any secondary growth. Dicot stem The transverse section of a typical young dicot stem shows that the epidermis is the outermost protective layer of the stem covered with a thin layer of cuticle it may be a trichomes and a few stomata the cells arranged in multiple layers between epidermis and pericycle constituting the cortex it consists of three subzones the outer hypodermis consists of a few layers of collenchymatous cell just below the epidermis which provide mechanical strength to the young stem cortical layer below the hypodermis consists of round thin walled parenchymatous cell with conspicuous intercellular spaces the innermost layer of the cortex is called the endodermis the cell of the endodermis are rich in starch grains and the layer is also referred to as the starch sheath 
pericycle is present on the inner side of the endodermis and above the phloem in the form of semilunar patches of sclerenchyma in between the vascular bundles there are a few layer of radially placed parenchymatous cell which constitute the medullary rays a large number of vascular bundle are arranged in a ring the ring arrangement of the vascular bundle is a characteristic of dicot stem each vascular bundle is conjoined open and with endarch protoxylum a large number of rounded parenchymatous cell with intercellular spaces with which occupy the central portion of the stem constitute the pith monocot stem the monocot stem has a sclerenchymatous hypodermis a large number of scattered vascular bundles scattered vascular bundle each surrounded by a sclerenchymatous bundle sheath and a large conspicuous parenchymatous crown tissue vascular bundles are conjoined and closed peripheral vascular bundles are generally smaller than the centrally located ones the phloem parenchyma is absent and water containing cavities are present in the vascular bundles dicot leaf or dorsiventral leaf the vertical section of the dorsiventral leaf through the lamina shows three main part namely epidermis mesophyll and vascular system the epidermis which covers the both the upper surface adaxial epidermis and the lower surface abaxial epidermis of the leaf has a conspicuous cuticle the abaxial epidermis generally bears the more stomata than the adaxial epidermis the latter may even lack stomata the tissues between the upper and the lower epidermis is called the mesophyll mesophyll which possesses the chloroplast and carry out photosynthesis is made up of parenchyma it has two types of cell the palisade parenchyma and the spongy parenchyma the daxially placed palisade parenchyma is made up of elongated cells which are arranged vertically and parallel to each other the oval or round and loosely arranged spongy parenchyma is situated below the palisade cells and extend to the lower epidermis there are numerous large spaces and air cavities between these cells vascular system includes vascular bundle which can be seen in the veins and the midribs the size of the vascular bundle are dependent on the size of the veins the veins vary in thickness in the reticulate venation of the dicot leaves the vascular bundle are surrounded by a layer of thick walled bundle sheath cells isobilateral or monocot leaf the anatomy of the isobilateral leaf is similar to that of the dorsiventral leaf in many ways it shows the following characteristic differences in an isobilateral leaf the stomata are present on both the surfaces of the epidermis and the mesophyll is not differentiated into the palisade and spongy parenchyma in grasses certain adaxial epidermis epidermal cell along the veins can modify themselves into large empty colorless cells these are called bulliform cells when the bulliform cells in the leaves have absorbed water and are turgid the leaf surface is exposed when they are flaccid due to water stress they make the leaves curl inward to minimize water loss the pallid venation in monocot leaves is reflected in the near similar sizes of vascular bundle except in main veins as seen in the vertical section of the leaves secondary growth the growth of the roots and stems in length with the help of apical meristem is called the primary growth apart from primary growth most dicot plant exhibit an increase in girth this increase 
is called the secondary growth the tissues involved in the secondary growth are the two lateral meristem vascular cambium and the cord cambium vascular cambium a meristematic layer that is responsible for cutting off vascular tissues xylem and phloem is called the vascular cambium in the young stem it is present in patches as a single layer between the xylem and phloem later it forms a complete ring formation of cambial ring in dicot stem the cells of the cambium present between the primary xylem and the primary phloem in is the intrafascicular cambium the cell of the medullary rays adjoining these intrafascicular cambium become meristematic and forms the interfascicular cambium thus a continuous ring of the cambium is formed activity of the cambial ring the cambial ring becomes active and begins to cut off new cells both towards the inner and the outer side the cells cut off toward pith mature into secondary xylem and the cells cut off toward the periphery mature into the secondary phloem the cambium is generally more active on the inner side than on the outer as a result the amount of secondary xylem produced is more than the secondary phloem and soon forms a compact mass the primary and the secondary phloem get gradually crushed due to the continued formation and accumulation of the secondary xylem the primary xylem however remains more or less intact in or around the center at some places the cambium forms a narrow band of parenchyma which passes through the secondary xylem and the secondary phloem in the radial direction these are the secondary medullary rays spring wood and the autumn wood the activity of the cambium is under the control of many physiological and environmental factors in temperate regions the climatic conditions are not uniform throughout the year in the spring season cambium is very active and produces a large number of xylary elements having vessels with wider cavities the wood formed during this season is called the spring wood or the early wood in winter the cambium is less active and forms few xylary elements that have narrow vessels and this wood is called the autumn wood or late wood the spring wood is lighter in color and has a lower density whereas the autumn wood is darker and has higher density the two kind of woods that appear as alternate concentric rings constitute an annual ring annual rings seen in a cut stem give an estimate of the age of the tree hardwood and sapwood in old trees the greater part of the secondary xylem is dark brown due to the deposition of organic material like tannin resin oil gum aromatic substance and essential oils in the central or the innermost layers of the stem these substances make it hard durable and resistant to the attack of microorganisms and insects this resin comprises dead elements with highly lignified walls and is called hardwood the hardwood does not conduct water but it gives mechanical support to the stem the peripheral region of the secondary xylem is lighter in color and is known as sapwood it it is involved in the conduction of water and minerals from root to leaf cord cambium as the stem continues to increase in girth due to the activity of the vascular cambium the outer cortical and epidermis layer get broken and need to be replaced to provide new protective cell layers and sooner or later another meristematic tissue called cord cambium or phylogen develops usually in the cortex region phylogen is a couple of layers thick it is made of narrow thin walled and nearly rectangular cells phylogen cuts off cells on both side 
the outer cell differentiate into cork or phloem while the inner cell differentiate into secondary cortex or phloderm the cork is impervious to water due to the sovereign deposition in the wall the cells of the secondary cortex are parenchymatous phlogen phloem and phloderm are collectively known as periderm due to the activity of the cork cambium pressure builds on the remaining layers peripheral to the phlogen and ultimately these layers die and slow off bark is a non technical term that refers to all tissues exterior to the vascular cambium therefore including secondary phloem bark refers to the number of tissues types that is periderm and the secondary phloem bark that is formed early in the season is called early or soft bark toward the end of the season late or hard bark is formed at certain regions the phlogen cuts off closely arranged parenchymatous cells on the outer side instead of the cork cell these parenchymatous cells soon rupture the epidermis forming a lens shaped opening called lenticels lenticels permit the gases exchange of the gases between the outer atmosphere and the inner internal tissue of the stem these occur in most of the woody trees secondary growth in roots in dicot root the vascular cambium is completely secondary in origin it originates from the tissue located just below the phloem bundles a portion of the pericycle tissue above the protoxyla forming a complete and continuous wavy ring which later becomes circular further events are similar to those already described above for the dicot stem however secondary growth occurs in stems and roots of gymnosperms but secondary growth does not occur in the monocots